Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Brody Fest, the podcast where we are watching Adrian Brody's films in chronological order. I am your host, Linnea Bullion, along with my co-host, Amelia Barras. Hello, Amelia. What's good, Linnea? Here we are again. Here we are again. Amelia, what did we watch this week? We watched a film called Hollywoodland, uh, and the IMDb description of the movie um, says it's about a detective examines the mysterious death of George Reeves, the star of the television series Adventures of Superman. And that's true. That is is what it's about. That is what it's about. That is theoretically the plot of the film. Um, this is one of those that I was going to open up by saying, Amelia, can we talk about anything else but this movie today? <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is going to be a sex talk with Linnea episode because we're going to get so off track. We're eventually going to come back around to sex and there's going to be a sex talk because I know, there's, man. because I was just like, what else is more interesting than this movie? This movie anything deeply, deeply not interesting. Yeah. By, by the end, so the, the, the whole thing is about, like, who could have killed George Reeves? And the whole movie, it's like, who, who did it? Maybe it was this person. Maybe, I mean, it wasn't even maybe it was this person. Maybe it was that person. It was really like, who did it? Who did it? Who did it? And then at the end, we never find out. Well, so that's because no one knows. Um, I, I know. I, I, I got that because it was based on a true story. But I'm like, no, you don't make a movie about with with no payoff like yeah. that so that is it's funny because i was like again while quote unquote watching it i was trying to do anything but watch it and so yeah. i was reading reviews from this movie came out in 2006 so i was reading reviews um fr- like of the movie in 2006 written in 2006 and one of the main uh criticisms i saw was that they didn't stick to an any they didn't pick a lane they weren't like okay, these are the three theories, but we think this is what happened. It's just like, well, everyone kind of, I don't know, some people think this and some people think that. And it's like, yeah, it's it's hard to have a meandering ending like that. Because it was like, right, it was a meandering, that, that's exactly what it was. It was like a meandering ending because it was like, and, and it also never really fully felt like it was building to something, you know? No. It, it, every now and then it did, but you know, like Adrian Brody got beat up once, you know? that felt like okay maybe we're getting somewhere you know and which it just never even got close it got like whoever we thought did it it was like you got 20 percent of the way there and then just lost the trail (laughs) i don't know if that means that brody's character is a terrible pi (laughs) yeah 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 for real well, and, and no, he was, was a terrible PI. He was a terrible PI because he didn't look out for the other woman who ended up getting killed by yeah, her husband. So one of his clients straight up murders someone, and he doesn't like do anything to prevent it. And looks like he only feels slightly bad about it. Which he doesn't I mean, feel that bad about it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. There are so many interesting, and by interesting, I mean not interesting choices in this movie. Like they try to set it up like a noir, which. It's set in 1959, which is pretty damn late for a noir. Like, they basically, they're trying to convince you that it's, like, L.A. confidential, essentially. Like, they're trying to give you this kind of, like, 1930s Los Angeles. And then what I saw was, like, 1959 Los Angeles. I was like, wait, wait, this is 1959? Like, oh, okay, I guess we're, like, almost in the 60s. Cool. Um, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was just really boring was my biggest criticism of it. 
it was so it was so boring and and it could have been i mean it could have been a cool movie you know if yeah. he actually like followed the trail and actually found out who killed george reeves and then there was like a big you know culmination of you know what what happened because of that i mean it it yeah. could have been cool it's it's a it's a cool idea you know and they play with the idea of you know i mean they could have gone more into the idea of you know how could a celebrity ever you know want to kill themselves you know because right. their life is so perfect like that's right you know, th that they could have i feel like they danced around the edge of that with yeah. people you know but they, they didn't really they didn't really do anything with this movie it was just kind of like blah and I think that's part of the, like, the meandering problem of it, right? So this whole movie, um, first off, the casting in this movie is weird. Um, Adrian Brody is this PI. Ben Affleck is playing George Reeves. Um, and Ben Affleck does look like he's mailing it in the entire time. He looks like he's giving 50% effort. No, Brody, Brody seemed like no. he was giving it effort. Well, you know how I feel. I think he's just not that good of an actor. <laughs> I finally said it aloud. I'm saying it aloud on this podcast, <laughs> finally. Or again, I think again, he's a good actor. What, what I've said before, right, where it's like, I think he really needs, like, a solid director. And I think with this movie, we're not getting that direction, right? Like, we're not getting someone who knows what where it's going. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, one of the issues I took with it was that um, it was that they're constantly switching back and forth between the past and the present with George Reeves. Like, or I guess it's like possibly it's all just Adrian Brody thinking about what George Reeves life is like, yeah. like the, the narr the narrative structure is just like very strange because of that. And so I never felt attached to really anyone because it just kept on flipping back and forth. Um, Diane Lane was in it. And like, I've never really quite understood how she felt about Ben Affleck versus like i, I thought know, she was like in love with him because she was like clinging to her youth and he was like a young hot guy that was well, into her i got that once she got really really upset once he had a girlfriend his age but yeah. like but we never saw her falling for him right like we didn't see that tenderness or anything it just came out as jealousy in like a two-minute scene and i was like wait right. okay i guess she does really like him Right, um, right, right. We really just get that first night where they meet, and then we're supposed yeah. to be like, okay, now they're super into each other. Cool, they're in love. But dude, maybe that's the way that it worked in the 50s, you know? That's you go true. on one date, and it, so this isn't dating in LA, Linnea. This isn't, this isn't dating. dating in LA where you can go on like 20 dates and still be like, well... Excuse me? I will fight back that this isn't dating in 2022, is what I'll say with that. I will fight to the team. Oh, that, that, that's right. And, uh, Linnea really doesn't want it to be dating in LA. She just thinks it's dating in 2022. I do. I think it's dating in any large metropolitan city in this day and age. I, 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 think, I think you are right. I do think you are right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, think you're not, I think you're not wrong. Uh, anyway, yeah. I, my, so my notes for this movie... So these are my notes for this episode. Half a okay, page. Half a page, half a page. Half a page. Yeah. Compared to King Kong, where I had like four pages of notes. Well, because you, you probably was just every time you came back to the TV, you were like, okay, we'll do a note here. And it just like, wasn't that much. I sat down in front of the television the entire time I watched King Kong. Thank you very much.
No, no, that th- th- that's what I meant. I was saying oh. that it was probably less for Hollywoodland because you just weren't in front of the TV as much. Oh no, I was in front of the TV. I just was checked out. <laughs> just dissociating i was again actively looking at reviews from 2006 being like man remember 2006 i was kind of going through a like oh middle school or no high school i guess that would have been high school and just kind of like floating off into space of like early internet early mid-aughts internet before we got to where we are now I distinctly remember this movie coming out. I remember seeing the trailer for it and like thinking that it looked really scary and really interesting. And now I've watched it and it is none of those things. None of those things. None of those things. Well, the other interesting thing is this came out within like a week of the Black Dahlia, that movie, Mm -hmm. which I know I've seen and couldn't tell you anything about. So that says all you need to know about that movie. Um, Those are the movies you really got to watch out for. Sounds like we should review it on our pod. Absolutely not. Um, oh, it has our favorite. It has Hilary Swank in a period piece role. And you know how I feel about that. You know so. how we feel about that. <laughs> we do. She, she can't. I mean, that, that movie that we watched, what was it called? The Affair of the Necklace? Yes. Um, that one settled that is Hilary Swank hot or not? She's hot. Oh, she's definitely hot. She is hot. And I, she can I, rock a period piece dress. Yeah, she just can't act in one. But... See, I think she's a good actor. I, I just, I just, I'm Again, giving everybody such I'm not slack saying on their she's acting. a bad actress. I'm saying, and maybe, maybe in the right period piece, she could. I just feel like she just like looks so current to me that I, it's hard for me to imagine her as like a 1920s femme fatale or, you know. And, and I feel like Kira Knightley has the opposite problem. Like she looks amazing in a period she piece. She only looks and- good. And looks ridiculous in a, like a current thing, like in normal clothes. It's like, what are you, you don't look right, man. I was, I was watching a YouTuber last night and she was talking about a Kira Knightley movie and, uh, and she was doing the like talking through your jaw thing that Kira Knightley does. Well, everything, you just kind of stick your jaw out like this you and lower you lower jaw out. And you hold your glass up to your face and you talk through your glass. And she talks like this. Man, if only we had a video element to this pod, everyone could see our perfect Kira Knightleys. But no, I mean, it, it, I, I was watching a Kira Knightley interview once and she would say that like the director in, in her movies are always like, Kira, stop pouting. Stop pouting, Kira. Oh, that makes me feel kind of bad. Kira Knightley, I don't actually want to make fun of you if you're listening to this podcast. I have been making fun of you, but no, I don't want, never have I've I been, wanted to do I've it. I've been doing an impression. I've been but, doing an impression. <laughs> but I know that we all have our, we all have our own gifts and limitations and yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. We, she can't we, help her we, jaw. We we did make a lot of fun of her though in the jacket episode. Did we? we well, did. to be fair, that movie was atrocious. <laughs> Which what's the worst movie we've seen? Probably one of the ones that I don't even remember. Because yeah, I like, think there's the a lot bitch. The boy who cried bitch. The boy who cried bitch. Yep, I forgot about that movie. We, see, saw that. we watched that. Um man. Not even like what was that first movie? Something about home, finally like coming home, or yeah, I don't remember the title of it. But that one also was. I feel like because it was like eighty minutes or less than that. No, that, that I, I'm saying like his first movie wasn't even his worst movie. Like, oh yeah, no, 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 absolutely like, not. I would say or that movie <laughs> was better than Hollywoodland. 
Yeah, the orphan uh, train. <laughs> which I'm like, isn't there a movie coming out called The Orphan Train or something like that? If not, Hollywood, get on that. That's a title. The Orphan Guys, Train. The or- I would 100% go see a movie in theaters it's called a, It's the like Snowpiercer, but full of orphans. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's, it's like Snowpiercer meets Annie. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> a Snowpiercer Annie <laughs> crossover. Snowpiercer, but a musical with lots of orphans. Oh, so up. good. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in for who's that. Making that. Who's, yeah, where's our money? Where's We've our got money log lines. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get on it. Let's get on it, folks. Um, I, well, I'm like, okay, what, what did, have I seen recently that I can talk about? Um, I I, you haven't gone through your notes. You haven't told us your notes from Hollywoodland. There's... Do you do you want me to just read them? Because yeah, I read can. them. Let's let's because see what you have to say. Okay, Brody looks good in a sixties fit. 50s, yes, he whatever. does. It's basically, yes, the he and 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 let me just say about the movie that the, the it's one saving grace, which we did text about, is its wardrobe and set design. Which yeah. So okay, and then I wrote Rossmore Wilshire in all caps with exclamation <laughs> points. Which are they were mentioning Los- streets that we all know. They're mentioning streets in Los Angeles. Um, I love the term carnal relations. There you That's go. Great. Sex talk with onions. Who, who said um, that? I don't know. Don't remember. I don't remember. Um, it's weird that it has a noir aesthetic, but it's set in 1959? Question mark. Right. Right. Production design is great. There we go. See. I want to visit all these loca- locations was the uh, no, th- th- there, there's not a lot of comments that are just like this sucks this sucks well this sucks. wait 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 for it i don't know if diane lane is working for me <laughs> it's the next one and then my favorite the very last note here board 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 uh. <laughs> yeah i wonder when you wrote that if it was towards the beginning or the end i think it was the like pretty early yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah you, you were strong on the notes at up top and then you were like no, and then I was like no I can't anymore I can't do this anymore this is terrible and I'm over yeah, it because it, it just never went anywhere no. it just it was just like it was a two hour long movie which you know how I feel yeah I you know how I two. feel I love it under two give us 90 minutes or give us death but like <laughs> not actually what, there we go there's the next horror movie is you take a bunch of Hollywood directors. You put Zack Snyder and a bunch of other people into a oh saw-like thing where they have to make a movie under two hours, and if they can't, they, and they die. And the, <laughs> well, no, they, they they won't do it, and they'll probably have just killed themselves before then because they, <laughs> they would rather die than make a film under three hours. <laughs> like that's oh. that that that's that's what happens. It's just that's a the energy. Show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah, what movie did I see? You know, I recently rewatched the movie Palm Springs. Oh, great movie! Love that movie. It's great so movie. good. It's a I I I love um, time loop movies. Yep. And that. Do you like Edge of like Tomorrow? A, love Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow, highly underrated film. Oh, okay. You like it too? I love, oh, I love Edge it. of Tomorrow. I saw that in theaters. I was one of like three people who saw that movie in theaters. Wait, did people not go to see it in theaters? Did that movie flop? I don't think it did well. It, it largely was because people thought it was called Live, Die, Repeat because the tagline of the movie was Live, Die, Repeat mm-hmm. and it was on all the posters huge. And mm-hmm. so nobody knew that it was called Edge of Tomorrow. So it was just like a huge marketing fail. So, you, so people didn't want to go see a movie called Live, Die, Repeat? 
No, I think it's that they didn't know what it was. And so people were like, oh, there's this movie, Live, Die, Repeat. But then you're like, well, what's Edge of Tomorrow? I don't know what that is. Like, Oh, man. Which then the interesting thing is that there's a sequel that's been stuck in production for years and years now um, that's called Live, Die, Repeat (laughs) 2. Or at least that's like, that's probably just their, you know, like in production title, but they're working title. And they're finally going to get all the people who wanted to see Live, Die, Repeat plus all the new people. So that movie's going to do gangbusters. Gangbusters, if it ever gets made. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'm with you. A good time loop movie is I do, and I do love a good Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Say what you will. The man, the man brings it. He brings it every time. He he is always Tom Cruise every time, but that's also okay. You know that when you're going into a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, right. yeah, has he ever not played Tom Cruise? I'm trying to think of a time that he like, you know, like Oh, no, 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 no. In um in Tropic Thunder. I knew you were going to say that. But it's yeah. like you still know it's Tom Cruise. I know, but I think actually the thing that I I really appreciate about Edge of Tomorrow is that Tom Cruise's character is starts off as like this very bureaucratic asshole who yeah. is unlikable and it's like it's int- it, I thought that was interesting to be like oh wow like Tom Cruise is just playing this person who is the worst and yeah that's rare so and, he, and he comes around well of course he's got to come around or he wouldn't have signed on but you know yeah right you he's know. not gonna be the bad guy I would love a Tom Cruise villain movie I guess he's kind of the villain in Collateral right that oh the, I haven't seen Collateral about. yeah um I saw the movie Tar recently. The oh, Kate how Blanchard. was it? It is, it is over our, our yeah, it's long. Right. It's like two and a half hours long. It was phenomenal though. I mean, she's, it, she's, so she's, good. she's so good. It was one of those things where like multiple times throughout the movie, I just had to remind myself like, oh yeah, like this is, this is like, she just disappeared into her character so much yeah. that even though she doesn't, you know, it's not like she's in prosthetics or anything. You're just like, oh, right. That's Kate Blanchett. Um, but she just sells it so hard and it's, it's very well done. And I was in orchestra for many years, so I had a lot of like, oh God, like orchestra flashbacks. Of oh my God. The politics of it all. Um, oh, it's so stressful. It's so, yeah. like, it's such high stakes and, yeah. and people who are, um, conductors like that are, you know, are monsters. <laughs> yeah. They become they talk- that way. They talk about Dudamel, the uh, the LA Phil uh, conductor. So that's cool. Not in a bad oh. way. They're not. They don't. They don't drag Dudamel in it. No, but does uh, does LA Phil get its like? Are, it gets are, a nod. Yeah, it gets a nod as like a top orchestra. Being a the good world, one. So. Yeah, dude. The, the LA Amelia, did you not know that about the LA Phil? I did not know that about the LA Phil. The LA Phil is a great orchestra. And, and for, for those of you who don't know the vernacular, it's that's the LA Philharmonic. The LA Philharmonic. Yeah, I mean, like typically the the symphony that records like all the movie scores are it's like the London Philharmonic actually is who does most of like a lot of the kind of like prestigious uh, yeah, movie right, scores right. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, the LA Phil's a, a good one. It's up there. Hell yeah, baby! So, Hell so much, yeah, so much baby. LA pride, and I'm leaving in literally like a week. I know you guys it's good yeah you guys you guys this is this is an interesting episode because it's the last episode that we'll we'll both be in the same same time zone in the same same state yeah I'm I'm moving to uh Chicago at the end of at at the end 
next week. And so our next episode, we'll be filming from across the country. That's wild. We'll be recording from across the country. Oh, yeah. But good thing we've gotten so good at doing internet recording. Got, I mean, it's like no problem. It won't It won't be much different, except we won't have those times when we get to go, you guys, we're in the same room. <laughs> Maybe we will, though. Maybe I'll come visit Chicago. There you go. I would love that. And, and when I come back to LA, too. Yeah. See? It's all it's all fine, everyone. Don't worry. It's all good. We're There's not going anywhere. <laughs> Don't worry, Brody Fest is staying together. Brody Fest, the band is not breaking up. <laughs> We're fine. Um, um, yeah. So you know, Hollywoodland sucked. And... Yeah. Don't watch it. Oh yeah. I guess we have to rate it, huh? Yeah. Um, it did. I'm gonna give it a flat zero. It didn't make. I was feel gonna. Shit. I was gonna give it a zero. Too. I was like, damn. A flat zero. I almost want to give it like 0.25 for the production design. Right. That, <laughs> but beyond Linnea, that. Linnea texted me going, I am just watching this for the interior design at this point. <laughs> like I'm looking at it for ideas. I've got you ideas. You know what? I, I am a product of my generation and I'm just like an asshole millennial obsessed with mid-century design. What can I say? You know, it's. It doesn't make you an asshole. Well. It does not make you an asshole. We'll see. Um, so our next film, okay, I'm really excited about the next film. Mm, I told that mm-hmm. I'm going to finally rate it something good. Um, yep. We're going to be watching The Darjeeling Limited. Oh, my God, an hour and a half film. That is the shit that I'm see, talking about. Wes Anderson gets it. He gets it. And this film is about a year after their father's funeral, three brothers travel across India by train in an attempt to bond with each other. I kind of want to say, I, I kind of want to say my, my like feelings about this movie before we watch it. Oh yeah. Let's, let's hear it. In, in the sense that I'm curious to see if watching it now older, I like it more. I don't not like it, but I just remember like all my guy friends specifically talking about how much they loved it. Like it's one of their favorite Wes Anderson movies and feeling like I personally wasn't able to connect with it. Um, and like being like, maybe it's because of this whole like brotherly vibe. Yeah. It's like, is it like a real big dude movie? I, I mean, but like not in the stereotypical sense, right? Like, I think it's a dude movie in that it's like, it's easier for men to understand the, the, the brotherly yeah, bonds of it. Right. And like, yeah, the yeah, kind it's of, not like, yeah, not, not like, like hard, yeah, not like, yeah. Like about, like, it's like a, I love Die Hard. <laughs> no, I mean, hello, we love Die Hard, but like, it's like, it's like a meaningful, heartfelt right, right. story about male relationships. Well, and I will say in the similar vein, and maybe you feel differently about this, but I feel like most men I know, when I'm like, oh, like, what are some of your favorite movies? Somewhere on that list, the movie Step Brothers is somewhere on that list. Like most of the guys I know, right? Like, uh, every man yeah. I knew, right? Like that when it came out, when it, whatever. And I remember watching that and just being like, I don't get it. Like it's not hitting for me. And I yeah. wonder if it's a similar vein where it's like, for whatever reason, it's just like that kind of brotherly rivalry bond type thing doesn't, like it's harder for me to empathize with. So I'm curious to see if in rewatch, like I don't think I've seen this movie for probably, man, I don't know, 10 plus years maybe. Like maybe since when it first came out or a few years after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see how I, how I respond to it now. And it's also crazy that we're getting old enough where we can say 10 plus years. I since know. I've done like, that's <laughs> I know. crazy. Like, I still feel like 10 years ago was 2000, but we're so oh, we far all do. from that. We're so far from 2000. <laughs> I know. 
it's fine. Well, Everyone's fine. It's fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're all doing good. We're all doing great. Um, well, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you. And yeah, next time Amelia will be out of the great state of Cal. Amelia is the the um, the flight, the California flight. We can use her as a, a data point of <laughs> the people getting out of California because California is going up in flight. Just kidding, you guys. Don't. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, it is. I, I, there is that positive of being in Chicago and being close to the largest freshwater source in the world. That it's nice. You'll have that for sure. I will have that. <laughs> You'll have that. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be great. Good luck on your journal journey. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I'm driving across the country. It's gonna oh, be. Beautiful. It's gonna be an adventure. I'm jealous. If anyone wants to send me across the country to visit her, I am accepting donations. So <laughs> send money to Brody Fest Not Quest at Gmail. Send, <laughs> send send us your bank account info to Brody yeah, Fest Not Quest at gmail.com. We accept um, social security numbers <laughs> just to have on hand. Oh, alrighty. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Have an excellent week. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Adrian Brody.